0: Well, folks, once again, you are here with me and my good buddy, and you are listening to the Biscuits and Gravy Show. My name is Jason Kirtman. Across the many miles, the deserts, the plains, and the back roads of this great country is my good friend Jim. Just take a little off around the ears, Nelson. Hello, Jim. How are you doing?
1: Ow! That was my ear.
0: Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, I saw a video about a year ago about a barber who had... One particular young customer who was about 9 or 10 years old who would always joke with his barber that he was a bad barber and one of these days he was going to cut his ear. And the barber decided to play a prank on him and uh, was able to get uh, something that resembled a fake ear and soak it in blood and, you know, during the process of his haircut, he acted like he clipped it and held it out in his hand and showed it and then the little boy started screaming. (laughs) And... uh, it was a uh, quite traumatic, I'm sure, for the young boy, but the mother was in on it. She knew about it. So, I guess that makes it okay, I guess. What have you been up to this week? Pretty much the same stuff, just working, and work and working. Workin'. Still trying to take over the world and raise your stock yes! in duck and donuts, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I uh I I did something I've I've hadn't done in a long time. I actually invested in Bitcoin a long, long time ago through the account Robinhood. Uh, yes. Yeah, and I didn't realize this but I had bought extremely low and unfortunately sold extremely low. I wish I'd kept on to that, but I I didn't I didn't even remember doing it, but I uh, went back online this week and uh, purchased about $17 worth of Bitcoin and um I've I've got a few other crypto in currency, cryptocurrency investments and uh, so far i'm doing pretty good i mean i'm not rich by any means but uh, doing pretty good is anything you know over a few dollars investment uh, that that you're profiting so far i'm i think i'm up about 60 bucks so pretty happy with that and i, th- I think it'll only get better got any predictions about that are you do you have any of that what's uh, cryptocurrency what Robinhood or? cryptocurrency once,
1: once upon a time i was in robin hood and i was trying with some of that and I ended up getting to a point where I ended up getting rid of everything.
0: Did you? I remember yep. when you were in Robin Hood and you were investing in a few things like Dry Ships, and yep. uh, Dry Ships isn't even listed on Robin Hood anymore. Oh. I I really when I first got my Robin Hood account, this is how sad my life is. <laughs> I, it um, Dry Ships was going for a a little bit, I think, right around three cents a share, and it was a penny stock. And you don't expect penny stocks to go up more than a few pennies. the The trick is to buy a lot, you know, if they're when they're that cheap. Wait till they go up a few cents, and then turn around and sell them, and you make a little bit of profit. That's how, that's how me, how I think that penny stocks work. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm naive. I definitely was wrong in this case. So a few days later, I sold it at a, a little bit of a profit. And thought, hey, I did did pretty good on that i made about 20 bucks on what i had i I don't remember exactly how many shares i had but i had thousands and uh i think it was about four to six months later that share went up almost to 150 dollars a share i was sick to my stomach
1: oh that hurts
0: it it hurts bad but it's a life lesson learned you know darned if you do and darned if you don't I uh I have a young friend here recently that told me that he was out with some of his friends. And he said he never plays lottery, he doesn't believe in it. But he was out with a out with his friends and his friend was going into the store to buy a lotto ticket. And the young man reached into his pocket and pulled out about $3 and said, "You know what? I've never done this before. Why not? You're doing it. Let's do this as an experiment. We'll we'll do this together." So he pulled out a couple of bucks and gave it to his friend and said, "Buy me buy me a a ticket too. Whatever." So they come back and he scratches off the ticket and lo and behold he won thirty bucks his friend uh won a hundred dollars. I just thought that was interesting. I asked him, so I said, Are you gonna make a habit of this? He goes, Oh no, I'm done. It was a one time thing. This is not me, this is not who I am. But sometimes you gotta step out of the realm of who I am or who you are, <laughs> you know. And I said, I get I get that. I get that. Good for you. Um I I was once at a guest at another radio station and before I left, they had uh, some lotto tickets, some scratch off tickets that they were giving away on the air, but nobody won them. So since I was the guest, they, they said, Hey, here you go. Thanks for coming in. You can have these. Well, I've never even held a lottery ticket in my hand. I didn't know what to do with them. Um, I didn't know. Are you supposed to, you know, scratch off all the squares or what, you know, how does this work? So the guy looks at me and goes, I, I don't, really No, i've never done this before okay so um i googled where can i go to scratch these off or do whatever and it gave me the name of a local gas station so i went down there and i said look i got i got these i think i had about a dozen of them these dozen tickets i said uh what do do i do with these i had 10 of them that's what it was it was 10 and uh, he said well you can scratch them off and redeem them here if you win anything or he said, he said this right out. He said, or you can give them to me, and I'll give you $10 on your gas purchase. Well, to me, that's a winner right there. I took that. That's a sure bet. I was like, yeah, here you go. <laughs> My son Seth was like, you should have scratched them off, Dad. You know, I was like, you know what? I'll always wonder what would happen if I did. But now I, at least I know I won 10 bucks, <laughs> So I, I got gas. And that was back when gas was like three and a half bucks a gallon so you know i was i was happy with that have you ever played so, the-
1: sounds, sounds like deep in your gut you realize that the lottery is a tax on people that are bad at math yes
0: that's pretty much it you have i read my i read ever since i was a kid that you have a better chance of being struck by a lot lightning than winning millions of dollars in the lottery and uh that's probably true and uh, I don't want it to be near lightning when it strikes. So, not that the two are related in any way. But have you ever have you ever played any kind of lottery? Or I'll ask you that first. Then I'll ask you if if you've ever done a raffle.
1: Um. Yeah i I've had folks like send me a lottery ticket and a Christmas card and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Did you ever win a raffle? Um. No. Me neither. Me neither. I've, I've bought some, and and I did knowing that the money was, hey, it's for a good cause anyway. So here you go. Here's your money. If I win, that's icing on the cake, but I, I didn't win with any expectations. Um, My uncle would always say it's wrong to do that sort of thing, to, to play the lottery ticket or even, you know, he said a lottery is kind of like gambling. It's just given a different, uh, or he, he would say that winning a, or, or playing a raffle is a lot like gambling. It's just with a different name. I, I don't I don't know if that's true. I think there's a little bit of a different motivation there if you're giving money to a cause, you know, and you're more concerned about helping that cause. I don't have a problem with that. But he used to say that to win a lottery or a raffle, uh, you know, to hope to win is to hope that others lose. And that's an unchristian attitude. And and I could see his point on that. Um with a raffle, I think that's taken to the extreme. Um I, I I don't I don't I can see his point, but it it kind of bounces off me on that kind of. Unless yeah, unless you're one of these it, habitual <clears throat> players that I've got to win, I've got to win. I hope you don't win, and I hope I win. That's then yeah yeah yeah. I th- that's
1: that's that's kind of a odd. I, I don't get me don't get me wrong. Um, I'm not I, I'm not thinking that uh, gambling is something that that a Christian should be involved in, but. Uh, you know, trying to delineate that whole—the uh, reasons why. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's 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 a weak that's a weak set of reasoning in my case, in I, my uh, my opinion.
0: I think it's different uh, than you know going down to the local casino and being seen you know with your tuxedo spinning rolling dice at the craps table you know, right? And, and on a especially on a habitual basis you know, so I, the the sad thing I. As a Christian, we're taught to abstain from the appearance of evil, which means we don't go to certain places. You know, we don't, we don't go to the bars. We don't go to the casinos uh, unless there's a really good buffet going on. <laughs> and so as a, as a young Christian, when I would go to the casino up in the mountains or wherever um, to, to eat at the restaurants because they've got the best restaurants, you cannot deny that. And, hey, Jesus was seen eating with sinners, right? So, <laughs> so I don't have a problem going to a, a restaurant buffet. Uh, and, and as I'm walking through the casino to get to the restaurant, because in most cases, that's what you got to do. They plan it that way, you know. If you ever notice, they, they tell me there's no clocks in a casino. Uh, everything's strategically done to keep you there as long as possible. So, um, and with that buffet, that's my way. It keeps me there pretty long, so... um I always think, man. I hope nobody <laughs> sees me in here. <laughs> so, but you can usually tell because I've got my bib on and my fork in hand. You know, as I'm walking to the buffet. No, not really. <clears throat> but uh, th- that'd make a good Christian uh, comedy skit, I think. You know, Christian goes to the buffet in the casino. So, because you know, you never want to get between a Baptist and his buffet. They'll oh, never get between a Baptist and his buffet. That's right. You're, First you're liable, church of the uh, casserole dish. Absolutely, that's right. you're you're likely to to lose a limb on that one. Yep, yep. Did you ever hear the the story uh, by the um, comedian? Oh, I'm trying to remember his name. I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, he was from Yazoo, Mississippi, and uh, he's talked about one time they they were all gathered around the table and there was one piece of chicken left, and the uh, wind blew through the window and blew the lamp out, and by the time they got they heard a scream. They turned the lamp back on, and uh, there was Uncle Versy with a with his hand on the chicken in the middle of the plate, with a fork stuck through his hand. <laughs> so they, they always wanted. He said it was always impolite to get the last piece of chicken, but when the lights went off, it was fair game, you know. So, <laughs> oh, it'll come to me. I can't think of his name right now, but he was a great comedian. So, you got plans for the rest of the week? Now that it has started anew. Pretty much, you know,
1: <laughs> take over the world. Oh, yeah. Wash <laughs> the rinse, rinse and repeat, right? Or, yeah, lather rinse repeat.
0: Are you getting accommodated? A, a used to the pandemic lifestyle? No. Yeah.
1: I, I mean, I I, com- I comply. If by accommodated you mean I can I, I can go through the steps without
0: uh, throwing a hissy fit.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> that too. I, I guess. <laughs>
0: externally anyway right yeah right yeah um it's i'm I'm not used to it i i did tell there's one thing i'm getting used to and that's wearing the mask i I swore when this all started i'd walk in i'd see a few people wearing masks everybody else wasn't and i would look at my son i go you will never see me in a store wearing a mask and now it's you know if you want food on the table you got to get it you got to do it put it on and go into the store and you know another thing I'm too realizing is maybe this thing is a little bit more I'm not saying that the mask helper they don't help but maybe this covid thing is a little bit more serious than what I originally thought. Yes, it has a high survivability rate, but I'm hearing hearing more friends of friends that are passing away uh due to covid. I'm hearing more of that. I, how about you? Are you has that touched not, your realm?
1: Not really. I mean it, they've said that it's taken back off, and you know it's worse than ever, and I'm going, okay, the first time around i I knew a couple people that got it, I knew one person that died from it um and and this time around they go, oh, it's worse than ever,' and i'm going
0: okay i don't I don't see it. I don't know that it's worse than ever, but I think they, they, as they, it's they making like to its throw rounds. numbers at you, yeah, they like to throw the numbers
1: at you, but it's like. You know, the the one person that I knew was ancient. the the, the person that I knew that that passed away from it right. was absolutely ancient. So, uh, and and his wife, who was also ancient, well, she survived. So, yeah, I'm. I don't know what to think. I go through the motions. I take the precautions, um. But, I don't necessarily believe
0: believe anything i'm told anymore well we could talk about that for an hour my i know my my point was though that i i was getting ready to make um before i asked you that was that now i it's i'm so used to the mask it's it's becoming first nature to me i'm the one we step out of the car and i turn to sarah seth and go you forgot your mask you know and because you can't go in the store without it you can't do it and right. i now i'm seeing one or two people in a store every now and then they come in with a mask as soon as they get like halfway through the store they drop it you know drop it down on their neck or whatever i, I don't i'm i'm not going to be the guy that go oh put your mask on you know and i'm not going to be seen on a youtube video not going to be that fella it doesn't bother me do i think i'm going to catch it from them no um but, but i'm a positive thinker too so <laughs> Uh, but anyway, I guess we better handle the business, Jim. Ba-da-da-da. You're listening to the Biscuits and Gravy Show. Special thanks to our <coughs> corporate sponsor, the McDonald's Corporation. I had two McChickens this week. That's that's my new staple, Jim. Thank you very much. Um, Jim got me hooked on those, Jim and Seth. Good stuff, good food. Always, uh, always got time for a Mickey D's, that's for sure. Special thanks to our executive consultant, Rodney. Uh, Just take a little off-the-back Barden. (laughs) Check out our website at ourfantasticwebsite.com and vintagebiscuits.com. We'll take you to the same place. Our most hilarious Facebook page, The Biscuits and Gravy Bunch. I love that. It is a place of escape. A place of distraction, Jim. Today, uh, this week, I declined three political posts that um, that's that's not what that's there for. And I, if if you if we let a couple of people do that, then we got to let everybody do it. And then the next thing you know, we're another website. We're in a different group, and there's zillions of those. Um, I want this. And
1: we were we used to be half and half on that.
0: We yeah, and, and the, yeah, we did. And but now this this is the place where that's our outlet for that. And and you know if somebody sends me a message or Doug sends me a story. Uh, we'll talk about it on the show or whatever. But I I want that page, and I think we're all agreed, to be a place where you can go to it. When you're reading through your Facebook page and you see all this negative news, 90% of it is, un- I don't know if it's untrustworthy, unverified, I'll say unverified. And it's depressing anyway because you just don't know what the truth of the matter is. When you hit that biscuits and gravy post you can you can at least smile or chuckle for a split second internally and you get a little bit of relief from that. And I think that we need more of that in this day and age. We also need to have and now I will here's the other end of that on that page every now and then somebody'll send me something a little motivational. If it's motivational and uplifting and yet not too preachy um because it's not a place for doctrinal debate either um then I I will let that go through. I want people to to feel good and be content and optimistic, and have hope. Uh, I think we need more of that in this day and age. So, anyway, that's that's part of that uh, news. Also, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. We're heard on the Leading Edge Radio Network, Qstar FM, KKTY, Country Tiger, Country Radio, WBM Radio, and uh, Del Marva Talk Radio, and ApexRadioNet.com. Net dot com. So, Jim.
1: Yes, sir.
0: Have you had any McDonald's lately? I know you I, have. You know what? I actually I
1: I I'm pretty sure I have. Yeah. <laughs> it I, just goes was, without thinking, right? <laughs> well <laughs> kinda like that. Uh uh Yeah, I went to step out last night and was gonna was gonna get uh a, a McChicken on my way to, to go get some other things. Because I was you know, I tried to hey, let me get a little bite so sure. that I'm not like impulse buying when I get to the grocery store. Right. And all the lines were so were so long that I ended up I ended up getting a hot dog at a at a Nothing 7-11. wrong
0: with a good hot dog. That's an that's an American staple right there. I'm telling you what. I love me a good hot dog. Absolutely do. So uh hey, did you hear that um Trump's Twitter account got totally permanently banned, deleted, yep. blocked, whatever you want to use? Yep. That that is incredible credible to me. Such disrespect, um, disrespect for the president. I went to I've got, I'm on the Twitter blog right now as we speak. The blog that Twitter puts out, and they talk about the permanent suspension of real Donald Trump. And basically, they they have a couple of quotes, uh, a, a couple of tweets quoted in here as to why they banned President Trump. Because their theory is their idea. It's, it's a theory. It's a fact, not a fact is that these Trumps incite violence. And here's one of, here's a couple of the tweets that they like give as an example. This, here's the first one. The 75 million great American patriots who voted for me America first and make America great again will have a giant voice long into the future. They will not be disrespected or treated unfairly in any way, shape, or form. How in the world does that incite violence? Yeah. To, and here's the second example. To all those who have asked, I will not be going to the inauguration on January 20th. That does not incite violence. It does not. So the fact that you are banning him with that excuse, you're, you're just nothing but total, total censorship. Well, and he,
1: here's the other thing. <clears throat> the fact that they couldn't come up with
0: a better excuse than that I mean, if you had a real excuse... Well, this is what they go on to say. The use of the words American patriots to describe some of his supporters is also being interpreted as support for those committing violent acts at the U.S. Capitol.
1: Yeah. Like I said, Yeah, it's a weak, 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 weak reasoning. And the fact that they can't come up with anything better... You know, it can be seen as. Are you kidding me? Why don't you? Why don't you? Instead of it can be seen as, why don't you give us something as an example that actually is? Right. Well, they attempt- and, and, and and barring and barring the barring the fact that they actually have something. If this is the best they can come up with, then they don't have anything. Yep.
0: This is to add to that weakness. It says, the second tweet may also serve as encouragement to those potentially considering violent acts that the uh, an inauguration would be a safe target as he will not be attending. Well, if that's the case, they need to ex- you know, ban everybody for any time they mention that they're going to a political party other than everybody's not the president. But this, well, this given, is so stupid.
1: Yeah, given, given the fact th- how they all rolled over they meaning the left they all rolled over and had nothing to say about the occupying of of portland encouraged it even the summer of love right yeah the fact that the fact that they absolutely rolled over on 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 all these other groups that that didn't theoretically do violence but actually Did violence burn stuff down, um, were beaten people, people were killed, uh, to the point that, that they even eventually had to do something about it. Uh, that the fact that that, that they'll take a pass on. This, that's theoretically, you know, inciting something. Yeah. This is, this is, this is the new environment where, uh, you're you're right, it's censorship it's it's a ha 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 we won or, ha 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 we have the power uh we're gonna cancel culture we're gonna and then you wonder why people get so upset
0: yeah this you,
1: this you is, do, you don't see you don't see what yours are actually doing, but you're gonna have a problem with what ours may theoretically do
0: well this this yeah. is very upsetting to me because this is if anything this is an extreme violation of the first amendment you know they keep talking about the president we need to impeach him this is impeachable because this is a violation of the constitution and they're talking about um i've even heard republicans say that uh, what they need to abide by the constitution and let them pass make the vote on the day that it was stormed and um everything everything i'm hearing from democrats and republicans is follow the constitution follow the constitution well they're the they're the ones themselves, who have not followed the Constitution. They and have not. Yeah, they haven't. Their investigations have not been fair. They've not been accurate. I mean, you've got the false dossier from Russia uh, incident. The everything's been fabricated. I do not trust this government one single bit. Uh, the and, and the one person you could trust he's he's got no credibility they, got, they i mean he's got credibility with me but they won't let him do anything they won't let him process anything they won't you know uh and they didn't and they didn't from day 1 they they didn't they did not give him a chance and now those same people are coming back and saying give biden a chance he's your president he's, okay and, the guy that's been
1: the guy that's been in politics for the past what 50 years 40 years and hasn't years?
0: done anything Certainly nothing good. Well, I, I remember in being in high school, I believe it was my senior year, it might have been my junior year, by, there was a huge scandal with Biden because they had uh, gotten copies of speeches, recordings of speeches that he had made, and almost every single one of them they tied to somebody else that he had plagiarized them. And this was a big news story, and he not only that, he came out uh, giving some some of his educational credentials that turned out to be totally false and it was a big scandal and he dropped out of the presidential race then and i remember our um, social studies instructor um, saying that this is the end of biden after he's out of office this term you'll never hear from him again he's done his political career is over and things have changed since then where have we gone um i i it totally totally baffles me that we've gotten where we are today in this country in the last 20 years which by the way is not a long time the last 20 years for me has gone by so fast right it it's unreal it makes my head spin um i remember filling the bathtub up for y2k and making a hundred zillion pounds pounds of turkey jerky um so it it doesn't seem like that long ago i'd rather go through y2k right now than 2021 um but uh by, they told us biden was over we wouldn't hear from him again i think that day's coming soon 6 months to 2 years biden will be uh no longer in office and we'll have president harris
1: by their own design
0: by their own design of course am i a conspiracy theorist Yeah, I guess I am. You know, I used to sit at the table with several people that I considered conspiracy theorists, and I would listen to them talk and give their ideas on things that happened and things that will happen. And I used to, you know, not gently in my mind, roll my eyes and think, well, these are smart, educated people, but I think they're way off base here. And the things that I've heard them say would come to pass that I never thought in a million years would have so i'm a retrospective conspiracy theory theorist <laughs> yeah yeah.
1: It's, it's based on experience yeah not uh, not, not supposition so well and, and my thing is is that without going too too much deeper on it is that i've been the guy for decades that has said uh this is this is what's going to happen this is where we're going to end up and i have heard people say for decades Oh no, that's never gonna happen. People are smarter than that. They, they won't let it go that far. And I'm sitting here going, okay, while I've been screaming this for the past decades,
0: mm-hmm.
1: nothing'll drive mm-hmm. you crazy when you stop counting things in years and start counting in, in decades. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, th- that's a whole different that's a whole different ballgame. And then and then you, you sit there, and all the people that you heard say, "Oh, they'll never let it get that far." People are smarter than that. Um, it just it makes you want to go back and slap the living fire out of out of every single person you ever
0: heard that out of. Yeah, absolutely. Think Cause about- you're sitting
1: here going, i you were warned, you were warned decades worth, you were warned, and here we are.
0: Think of how many think about this. I remember when I was a kid, I would never dream that if you worked for a company that you would not be allowed to get a paper check or cash as compensation. Those were the only two options when I was a teenager. You know, if 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 you did a job, you got paid mostly a paper paper check. You went to the bank, you cashed it, the money was, you know, um that's how you got paid. There was no direct deposit. Um now if you work for a company, a lot of companies only give you two options they won't give you a paper check they give you two options they give you either direct deposit or they give you a debit card on an account that they've created for you and um to me that that's one of those things where you know 40 years ago um or 35 years ago i would have said oh they won't let it get that far um so that's one of the things and i I, i predict that within the next i'll say three and a half years that there's going to be some mandatory things put in place, and one of which is going to be a vaccination. I, I really, really believe that. I've got a good friend that works for the state here in New Mexico. Um, he has some ins and outs and, and knowledge. He also does some other side stuff. And he's he's talked to an individual who is a former legislator here in New Mexico, and he said there's already a system put in place. There's already been a law passed to allow this that the governor can mandate a vaccination in the time of a crisis and anyone who refuses the vaccination will put, be put on home arrest and um, that's that's scary that really is the next step of course is that is an encampment for people uh, who refuse and anyway jim you and i were talking earlier too that you there's a lot of folks out there that believe that the vaccination will be part of the mark of the beast that the Bible talks about. Um, You have some thoughts on that. Briefly hit those thoughts that you don't believe that's the case, at least not right now.
1: No, no, I I don't believe that it's the case. And the reason is, is that uh, when you look up within Scripture uh, what the mark of the beast will constitute, part of that, and there's a few forms it could take, um, uh the number of his name the uh, uh, um his mark or his name um so so you can't miss it on that level, but the other thing is is that um what cannot be missed from scripture is that the mark of the beast will constitute an act of worship worship doesn't happen externally. worship is something that happens internally it's in your heart, okay, so it's not possible. For somebody to inadvertently take this um because the Bible says it will it will include an act of worship, so you can't taking a vaccine that is somehow stealth mode the mark of the beast it's not possible it won't function as that and and in the final analysis, God is a just God, knowing your heart um knows what that will and will not be um but it has to include. Uh, an act of worship because that's that's the the megalomaniac that the Antichrist will be. He doesn't just want you to have a tattoo on your body. He doesn't just want you to have a vaccine in your body. He wants you to worship him. And, and the Bible comments upon that. So I don't see the vaccine scripturally. Um, and, and I think we need to be careful of anybody that tries to put it into that category. Um, they They have their own agenda.
0: Yeah. Well, that's some good thoughts on that. Um, for me, I, I don't want to take the vaccine. I'm not ready for it yet because, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm scared to death of it. It's, there's never been a vaccine or a drug that's been pushed through the process of testing and approval. As
1: fast as this as has. As fast
0: as this has. And not only that, and it's it started out when they started giving people the vaccines, you'd hear reports of people who were having side effects, uh, people who were developing a palsy and uh other things and now now you don't hear that anymore it's been hushed you don't you know and some might say well it's, it's been hushed it hasn't been hushed it's just not happening well it started out happening so why is it no longer you're no longer hearing about it i don't know but i am leery of taking this you know i wouldn't take i remember when i was a kid and and my dad would never do that my dad was very trusting and um of people, good people, and and trusting of some bad people too. But we were, I I was, it was a year it was about nineteen seventy seven seventy eight. We were on vacation and we were in Branson, uh, where I got seriously sick to my stomach. My mom and dad were taking a tour of a, a place, and I I told them I said I just can't go in. I'm sick. I'm about eight nine ten years. I I don't remember the exact year or the age, but I was. I was not yet a teenager and i said you all go take the tour i'm just going to lay down under this tree by the parking lot and take a nap so my dad walks away and he comes back with a few minutes and he has this little pill i don't even remember what color it was and he said jason he said i was in line to, to get our tickets to go in and i mentioned to somebody that you were sick and laying out here by this tree and you were waiting on us and he gave me this pill and he said it would make you feel a whole lot better and i said oh okay and i took the pill and you know what i i don't remember i don't remember it making me feel better i don't remember it making me sick or doing anything it might have been a sugar pill for all i know um but i i'm not that guy anymore and neither is my no. dad by the way you know no no parent these days would do that now in all fairness not that it makes it right, but the guy that my dad got the pill from might have been an eighty-five-year-old great-grandfather that just, you know, uh, and had a Bible in his hand. You know, I, right. I, I don't know. I don't blame my dad for what he did. I trust my dad for those decisions, but I know that he would not do that t- this today in this day and age that we live in. No goodness, don't. No. But I would. I would feel much better taking an aspirin, a vitamin, or a pill from a stranger from a complete stranger that's unmarked not in any package than taking a shot in the arm from a United States government. And some people say, "Well, that's that's absurd, that's ridiculous. You can trust." No, yeah. It's not really, you know. No.
1: There there's been a you know, I was I was definitely one of the anti-vaxxers in general. You're not um, anymore? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I'm yeah it's, yeah that's that's a complicated thing I I, I will I will say this that I think people need to educate themselves sure because that the position that I took even back then was I'm not telling you you shouldn't do it I'm telling you you should educate yourself right find out what the history on this stuff is you know educate yourself how to uh, determine uh by what criteria you're going to judge these things ask about the numbers uh to treat and the numbers uh to to get a result uh ask ask those good questions because here's here's what i've come to terms with is that regardless whether you do or whether you don't you've you've made a choice and you've rolled the dice and there are and there are literally there are Uh, uh, risks on both sides of that so my whole thing was you've got to educate yourself and after you've educated yourself you pray about it you think deeply about it and you make your best your best most logical informed spirit-led decision and then live with it because if I tell somebody hey don't and, and and it goes the wrong way guess who's holding the bag on that decision right Okay. And but but see here's the thing. It, it to me it feels like a coin toss. I've known people whose whose children were um were taken off and given vaccines upon birth and their child died. Yeah. And they were able to prove uh and, and they were in the middle of lawsuits over this. And so and so now it's not theoretical. You've got bodies.
0: Oh, I lost you, Jim. He's on the floor. It's okay. Um, yeah, their bodies so on got, the floor. We lost you there for just a second. So,
1: so my thing is, is that people have got to make their best, most informed, well prayed over, well thought over decisions, and then live with them. And the the problem is, is that whether you talk about this or whether you talk about politics, uh, John Q. Public doesn't have the attention span these days to make those kinds of decisions. And that's part of the reason why we're in the state that we are because because the, the responsibility to make these decisions we keep handing these off to other people um well congratulations you you've sown to the wind and you've reaped the whirlwind this is where we are because of that attitude
0: sure yep let me let me ask you this Jim do you um you joined parlor mm-hmm. didn't you
1: yeah, I've literally done nothing on it, but I do have an account. Yeah,
0: I know it's a lot like Twitter. I've used it a little bit. I'm still trying to work my way around it. Did you? Now you have a Google phone. Um, Google has, of course, suspended the app or permanent, from what I understand, permanently removed it. Somebody had posted on Facebook the other day that Apple had removed it as well. Well, I went to the App Store and it was still there. Um, of course, it was still on my phone. I, I've been on Parlor i was i was doing parlor before parlor was cool um long long time well i went somebody posted again and i went back and sure enough parlor has been moved from the apple store but this is where it gets interesting Apple announced earlier this week that they they were kind of threatening to remove parlor um they had their own you know the same thing that the put people's safety in inciting violence that was all their all reason for it and they they threatened to remove it well, they didn't, and in the time between the time they threatened to remove it and they actually did remove it, Parlor became the number one free download. It hmm. backfired on them that they made that threat um I'm looking at a screenshot now of top top downloads before they took it off, and Parlor was number one, and right underneath the description of Parlor. On that screenshot, it says, unbiased social media. I just thought that was interesting. So I, I need to get on parlor a little bit more and learn how to navigate around it. I, I like the idea. Uh, and, and there's rumors going around that, um, that Facebook is deleting accounts of people who supported Trump. Now, I haven't seen that yet. I've just heard the rumors. Have you seen anything like that? No, uh, here's here's the thing, Jim. So and and every single camp is guilty of it. We're all report, the you know, Everybody's reporting stuff that is not verifiable. And there's speculation, rumor. So and so said. You know, um, I, and I've seen this happen before. You sent me a link from a retired uh, general that was talking about how it was Nancy's Pelosi's laptop was stolen by operatives agents and that's why she was worried and and some say that she's fleeing the country i googled that lieutenant or that retired general's name and um his his questionability and i'm not going to go deep into it but but it's something you need to um anybody who you read a news story and it says lieutenant general retired whatever lieutenant colonel retired i've seen them all military ranks that do the same thing google it you'll maybe there's a reason why they're retired <laughs> i don't know um find out just how credible they are um i know some retired military folks uh that are very active in social media and very active uh, they have a very outspoken voice they're not completely uh, I've seen them jump on the, the rumor bandwagon before. And then they've come back and said, you know what, I said this, but I was totally wrong, way off base, I didn't have all the facts. My point being is, trust but verify when you hear something. And when I say trust, it's it's hard to do that. You know why, Jim? Because we, the mainstream media is, in my mind, it's a catch-22. I go, well, okay, I'm hearing this, but I'm not finding any news sources from anything other than bloggers
1: yeah the,
0: I'm so used the, to everything being verified through the mainstream media and, well, yet, and yet I don't believe anything yeah. from the mainstream media I, I'm confused
1: <laughs> no well see that's that's what we've been left to and it's and it leaves us paralyzed
0: yeah that's a good way to put it
1: it leaves us paralyzed and impotent to to act on anything because we can't seem to trust anybody um, and and the and the fact that you've got um, folks in government and, and in other other places that are insisting upon those levels of trust. Think about it. we just got done talking about the vaccination thing. Think about the levels of trust that mandating that, yeah, implies. Yep. So so you're being expected to um, to exercise these levels of trust when it's already been you already know. We're at a point where you can't seem to trust anybody, and and now and you can't you can't research anything because well hey big tech is in on it, yeah. So this is this is the situation we and, and there's there, I, I kind of want to do a dot 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 yeah think think your own way to the next step in this in this this logic, um when you find yourself in that place. And big tech, the media, and and the the incoming administration are part of that. How yeah. how empowered do you feel to make decisions?
0: Yeah, you you don't you just because you just don't know. Um, I I'm gonna don't any please don't anybody you can you can look to the biscuits and gravy show for something to think about. You know, I feel like saying I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. Right. You know, don't don't look to us for medical advice. Don't look to us for decision making uh, advice in the political realm. If you're a Christian, you know where to go for that. Um, The the great physician, uh, he who never fails, he who has promised to be with us uh, and guide us. So we're just a source of. I'll just say, we're a source of, we like to poke your brain a little bit, make it react internally, and make you smile a little bit, and have a little fun, just something to do. I consider us a form of entertainment more than anything. Uh, my my son would say I'm vintage, but I'm not entertainment. Um, but anyway, th- th- we'll just leave that disclaimer at that. So, well, Jim, that's that's been an awful lot of biscuits for today's show. You want to ready to get into a little gravy, maybe? Yes, please. Yeah. Uh, here's some things that I've got a whole list of stuff behind me. Let's talk about scars. Do you have any scars, Jim? <laughs> I've got a few. Are there interesting stories behind any of them?
1: Uh, yeah, maybe not interesting, but but youthful stupidity. Which oh, could, yeah, that, that's interesting. Which could, ser- which, which could serve as entertainment, right? <laughs> well, tell, do tell. Oh, I've got one on my knee. I got when I was 15 years old and um a friend of mine had decided to play a practical joke. And we were out in the country and there was this there was this bull that was supposed to be in this particular pasture and he says uh now if we the bull's name was Big Jim. There's and a bull says, named
0: Big Jim. A bull. Oh, okay. You know Something you would uh, put a, popcorn in, right. Okay. No, not a bowl. Oh, okay. A bull. I, like don't oh, the a bull. bull by the horns. Okay, gotcha.
1: It was out in a pasture.
0: Yeah, but I don't think bulls like popcorn. Anyway, go ahead.
1: No. Um well at any rate, so he's like, hey, let's get over the let's get over this this uh, barbed wire fence. It's supposed to be electrified, uh, in addition. And um and and, and but if I say Big Jim's coming. You better take off running because he is, he is deadly. And so I, I I went to try to get over this fence, got wrapped up in it. Uh-huh. And he goes, Big Jim's coming. Big Jim's coming. And I ripped my leg free of that, and it ended up, ended up tearing a gash out. He thought that was the funniest thing ever. Interesting. And I'm like, you're a special kind of stupid, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> you set this whole thing up, and, you know uh well, so that was that's, that's one of on my scar story
0: i got i got one for you um as everybody knows that knows me i'm a retired cop and uh i've got this scar on my arm that you can barely see it sometimes when i get a tan it it shows up a little bit better you can see it a little better and it's about oh maybe an inch and a half two inches long and i've had people ask me what what is that you know if they see it it's not real pro. or i point it out because this is a fun story And I say, well, that was back, you know, back in my day, um, I was grazed by a bullet. And they're like, oh, wow, really, really? And, of course, then they ask what happened, and then I tell them the story, and it just kind of deflates their entire idea of some cool story that I had. (laughs) I was a young teenager my senior year in high school, and our youth pastor was going on vacation, and he asked us to take care of his dog. His dog's name was Bullet. And uh, the rest kind of goes, you know, without being said. He was a very hyperactive dog. And uh, I would not recommend this, but the pastor had this paper bag. And uh, he said, if he ever acts up, starts barking at night, won't shut up, just go outside and hold this paper bag up to his face. Okay. Well, I didn't, I didn't, I was curious. I didn't look in the paper bag. I just set it aside (laughs) and kind of forgot about it. So one night, sure enough, this dog is, acting all crazy barking like crazy won't so i I put my robe on and i'm getting ready to go out there and see what's wrong and i remembered he told me to show him that paper bag so i grabbed it and ran out there i thought well i'll I'll look in it you know after after i get done showing it to him so i i held up the paper bag and immediately that dog put his head down between his front legs turned around and ran back into the doghouse not a peep the the rest of the night so it was cold out. It was kind of in the winter. I've got my boots on and my robe, so I head back into the house. I get into the kitchen counter, turn on the light, open up the bag and there's a BB pistol inside. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to have to have a talk to him about this. So it it just it was funny. It was like he all I could imagine was that he had pulled that BB pistol out, shot the dog when it was barking, put the pistol back in the bag. You know, and then carry, and did this enough times that, you know, it was kind of like Pavlov's dog. All he had to do was show him the bag. <laughs> no. Oh, for Pete's sake. So, yeah, but uh, before before the bag incident, that dog had jumped up on me and scratched my arm. So now I tell people I was grazed by a bullet. So that, that's that's my scar story. So I don't have a scar where I was actually grazed by a bullet. Back in 2006... Um, I was, uh, grazed by, from a, by a bullet from a 45 caliber shot from a Glock, uh, which literally striked the the upper left side of my forehead on down to my part. No scar or anything. I'm kind of surprised. That scared the living daylights out of me. I still have a photograph of that bullet and the wound in the floor, uh, that it actually made. You say, the wound in the floor? How'd you get shot if there's a hole in the floor? I said, well, it i was bending over at the time so um I'm trying to get some fish something out of a desk drawer when another officer discharged his firearm so but those those are my interesting scar stories so let's see what else do we have here the key to success in business are you thinking about starting a business do you own or manage one here comes the key to success in business common sense interesting. Researchers from the American University and the uh, University of Maryland found that entrepreneurs who learn from experience and experiment have an edge over those who acquire knowledge through reading and observation. I would say that's true. You learn more from doing than you do from hearing. Are there things in life, Jim, that you've learned from experience and you go, oh, that's not the way I was taught?
1: I'm, I'm sure there are.
0: I remember uh, getting out of the police academy. When we go into the police academy, they're like, okay, some of you have been out on the street in ride-alongs with other police officers. Now, we here at the academy, we have the latest techniques and processes, and we want you to forget everything you've learned out there riding with some other police officers. We're going to teach you how to do it right by the book, yada, yada, yada. So you go through several months of police academy training. You get out, you join a department, they set you up with an FTO, a field training officer, you shake hands. You get in the car. He turns the car on. He looks at you and he says, "Now, I want you to forget everything you've learned in the police academy. I'm going to teach you how to do it right." <laughs> so I've always found that interesting. And and to be honest with you, I did learn a lot from the police academy. The stuff that I learned from my FTO and from actually being on the street I just supplemented all of that. There there were things that I learned in the academy that were you know you modify a little bit, but uh, but that's okay. That's okay. And there's things in life. Learn by doing. So, here's another study, Jim. You'll like this one. Tea drinkers live longer. Okay. What do you think about that? Like tea as in tea or? Just tea drinkers in general. Tea, tea drinkers in general. They say they live okay. longer. Um, I would think teetotalers could possibly live longer. They, they hit less telephone poles.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. So...
0: Uh you have a favorite kind of tea?
1: Oh, uh one of the ones that I kind of like these days is uh Arizona has got this one called uh it's a combination of black and white teas. Yeah? And it's it, it's not overly sweet. It's it's real smooth and for 99 cents in that big can, how do you complain?
0: Right. Yeah, the, the Arizona makes some good stuff. They do. I like their uh Arnold Palmer's. Of course, I have to be careful Uh, with my sugar intake so hey jim here's a question for you you have several kids um when it comes to their social media do you have access to their passwords um i have in the past but to be honest i haven't checked it in so long well you and i have children of a different breed so to speak yeah um and most people would say yeah well, well i trust my kid too um I think with us there's a different level of that because we ra- our kids are being raised much like we were. Um so yeah, I I trust my kid. There was a time when um my son was extremely little that I gave him um a browser that was made for toddlers and and young children. Uh that was safe. And I said this is how, this is how we get on the internet. <laughs> you know. So um, but I don't. I don't know Seth's password. I don't need to know it. He's 18. He's a young man. He's responsible for himself now. But uh, there's a 43% know their teen's phone password. A third know the password to at least one of their social media accounts. When it comes to parenting, interesting. Here's another study it says the best way to get rich save money. While more than one in five Americans believe the best way to get rich is to win the lottery. Funny how we were talking about that earlier. 11% say, interesting enough, money is the way to, uh, money being the way to go. 55% say, saving something each month for many years is best. Oh, that it could be done. There's a lot of people like you and I, Jim, that have in the past lived week to week. And saving is nothing but a concept. Right. As a child, uh, I don't want. To, let me rephrase that. As a young man, I wish that from day one of me entering the the workforce, I had saved money. Uh, up until recently, I just wasn't able to do that. Um, now it's it's we've got a pretty good income coming in into this household. Uh, I won't say it's great, but it's it's doable, and uh, we're able to take a portion of that and throw it in savings every now and then and that helps and uh it, but it, it's hard to do growing up because especially for single parents jim and i can for single parents jim and i can safely relate to that uh that it's hard to do that uh because oh, yeah you you're you're like you hear people say well i'm on a limited income when you got kids you're always on a limited income uh, <laughs> it's right. true you know <laughs> You've got to limit yourself to everything because, you know, those kids have wants and needs. Besides food, clothing, and shelter uh, for a child, there, there are other needs. They do need a, a few dollars spending money to go down to the pizza parlor and have a dinner with their friends or to play a video game online together, even if they're miles apart. You know, they might need five bucks to buy a game to do that. Those are needs, especially in this day and age, that children have. And so I completely, I completely understand that. So, let's see. What else do we have here? We got time for one more. Share this. Here's one. Share your best grilled cheese recipe. Well, <laughs> um, it's pretty simple. Any kind of cheese for me uh, will work. Any kind of bread for me will work. I have learned if you're if you're going to cook it in the air fryer, put a fork on top of it because those air fryers spin things around. Uh, you don't have if you if you don't do that if you don't weight it down in an air fryer, you just have a kind of like a a mix of bread and cheese all over the place. But uh, I do like tomatoes and and maybe a little bit of ham or meat on my grilled cheese. I guess sure. that wouldn't make it a grilled cheese sandwich. I'd make it a yeah, ham that, sandwich. It, but still, yeah,
1: you go to put the ham on it, and that that substantially changes it. Not necessarily in a bad way, but it's right. no longer. <laughs>
0: I think you could still have tomato, cheese, and, and mayonnaise, and it'd still be a, a, a cheese sandwich. So see, tomato, tomato, tomato sounds pretty good on that. Yeah, it actually. does. I, I've never done that, but that sounds good. With that thought, I think I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna have for breakfast. And uh, there's San Antonio Jim right now speaking as we talk. I will say, folks. Uh, I hope you all have a great week. Uh, don't forget to check out our website, the fantastic ourfantasticwebsite.com. Spend some time with your kids. Make them a grill. Make a grilled cheese sandwich together with them, and uh, tip your waiters, your DoorDash drivers, and above all, don't forget to drink your Ovaltine,
1: Jim. And please turn on your Amber Alerts. The life you save may be someone that you know.
0: Y'all have a great day. We'll see you next time, right here on the Biscuits and Gravy Show.